Good evening. Good evening. If you would, open your Bibles to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 21. Tonight we'll be looking at verses 29 through 31 as we continue. We looked at this several weeks ago. Continue to look at the return of Christ. Now, we are living in the end times. Now, when did the end times begin? I believe they began when Christ ascended back up into heaven. When he ascended back up into heaven, the angel tells the disciples that Jesus, who the disciples saw ascend back up into heaven, would return in like manner. I believe that is when the clock began. And... When we look at the promises that Christ has given us, Christ has promised that he will return. Now, when will he return? We don't know. Yet, we can know the season of the return by looking at the signs. And he has given us signs to look for. We see these throughout the scripture, signs that we can look for, that we can know the season of his return, even though we will not know the day, the hour, when he will return. And look around the world today. We see signs in the world today. Just the rampant sin and evil in the world today. War in Israel. Now if you think about it, you have a, a war between Russia and Ukraine, and then you have war taking place in Israel. Now think about how the world is responding to Ukraine as opposed to how they're responding to Israel. They're supporting Ukraine, yet any time Israel tries to do something, the people, oh, they need to tone back, or they need to do this, or they need to that, or you have people protesting Israel. The world is turning on Israel. So Christ tells us that we can look at signs and see signs of his return. Look at Luke 21, verses 29 through 31. It's written, And he spake to them a parable, Behold, the fig tree and all trees. When they now shoot forth, ye seeing them, know of your own selves that summer is near. So likewise ye, when ye see these things come to pass, know ye that the kingdom of God is near. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, as we come before you, just ask your blessings upon the reading of your word. Lord, I just pray that you would be with us today as we worship. Just illuminate your word for us, Lord, and help us just to learn from your word. And Lord, I just pray that you would be with us as we worship. Just give us an insight and understanding. And Lord, I just pray that you would just speak through me and give me the words to say. And again, Lord, we just lift up those that could not make it tonight, those that are sick and shut in, those that have lost loved ones. We just lift each one up to you, Lord, and just ask your blessings upon each one. And again, Lord, I just pray that you would bind down Satan and let him have no part of this service. We just ask this in your son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen. 
Now, in this passage of Scripture, Jesus gives us the parable of the fig tree and, and all trees. And he tells us that when you look at trees, you can tell by watching trees when it's going to be a specific season. And if you think about it, that is, you know, that's true. In the spring, what happens? The leaves start to return to the trees. We know that it's spring. Then when the trees get their fruit, the fruit begins to ripen, it starts to become summer. Then what happens in the fall? We know it's fall because the leaves start to change color and then they start to fall off the trees. And then once the trees are pretty much bare, we know that winter is around the corner. So we can know the seasons or the season by looking at the sign of the trees. And Jesus is saying that this is pretty much how his return will be. We can know the season of the return by looking at the signs. Though we will not know the exact date, we will not know the exact hour that he's going to return, we can know the season because the signs will show that the kingdom of God is near. Now, what are some of the signs? Well, when we look back in the Old Testament, we see there are signs concerning Israel and Israel being attacked and the world turning on Israel. We know that the gospel has to be preached throughout the world. We also know that Israel had to be reformed as a nation. But another sign that he has given us concerns the evil in the world. Think about that, the evil in the world. Turn over to Matthew 24, 37. In Matthew 24, 37, Jesus tells us, But as the days of Noah were, so likewise shall the coming of the Son of Man be. Think about that. The days of Noah. Now how were the days of Noah? What was the days of Noah like? Well, if you think about it, the days of Noah were so evil, God destroyed the earth. In Genesis 6, 11, it says, The earth also was corrupt before God, for the earth was filled with cruelty. Now think about the things that we see today. Witchcraft, Satanism, sexual sin, drug addiction, robbery, murder, all of these different things taking place in society and people pretty much shrugging, shrugging their shoulders at it. That was the days of Noah. The earth was corrupt. The people were corrupt. The people were evil and wicked. And so corrupt, so wicked, that only Noah and his family found grace in the eyes of God. Yet, Jesus tells us that the days will be the same. The days of his return, of his return will be like the days of Noah. Wicked and evil 
Now think about something else. Compare today's society with how the world was just 10 years ago. 20 years ago. Think about watching Andy Griffith and how the people acted in that show is compared to what today's like. It's like another world. Wickedness and evil. But that's a sign that Jesus gives us. He tells us that the world will be like that when he returns. But also, if you think about what Jesus also says in Matthew 24, verse 38, he says the people were unsuspecting. They continued to give in marriage. They continued to do things not knowing that the earth was about to be destroyed. Unsuspecting. Think about people today. Are they expecting Christ to return? Are they looking for the return of Christ? The people are unsuspecting. The people of Noah's day did not know that the flood was coming. They didn't know that judgment was near. Then think about the people of today. They continue in their wickedness. They're not expecting Christ to return. Because if people were expecting the return of Jesus Christ, if people knew that Christ was going to return, and they were expecting his return, they would not be doing the things they're doing. But they're not expecting it. And the sad thing is, is people in the church are not expecting his return. Because look at what some of the churches are doing and what they're accepting in the church. They're completely going against the scripture. But that's another sign that he gives us. There has to be a falling away. And we see that. So we see the signs just as the sign of the fig tree. People are not looking for his return. The world today, the church today, is not looking for the return of Christ. Yet when we look at the parable of the fig tree, we can see the signs all around us. We can see that our redemption draws near. Christ is returning. We don't know when, but we know each day that passes is a day that is closer to his return. Yet, as we looked at several weeks ago, whenever we look at the return of Christ, whenever we think about the return of Christ, we should not let that take up all of our time. We should not let his, his impending return take up all of our time. Mark 13, 35 tells us that we are to watch. And we looked at that. Turn back to Mark 13, 35. It says, Watch ye therefore, for you know not when the master of the house will come 
at even or at midnight, at the cock crowing, or in the dawning. We're to watch. We know this. Christ tells us to be watchful for his return. We're to look for the signs to know the season of his return, but we're not to let that take up all of our time. We're also to work. We're to work. Look at what he says in, in Mark 13, 34. He tells us to work. We're to work and watch, lest suddenly he, he come and find us sleeping. In verse 34, he says, For the Son of Man is as a man going into a strange country, and leaveth his house, and giveth authority to his servants, and to every man his work. Work. And commandeth the porter to watch. We're to be watchful. We can look at the signs and see the signs, but we are also to watch because we're not to be found sleeping on the job. What happens if you are found sleeping on a job? You get kicked off the job. You get fired. You get in trouble. We're to watch for his return as we work. Look at the signs, know the season, watch and work. Now, what is our work? You know, it's easy to say that the work of the Christian is to go out and spread the gospel. That's the easiest thing to say. Share the gospel. But that's not all of our work. You know what the work of a Christian is? Spiritual growth. Spiritual growth. That's our main work. Because in spiritual growth, you have sharing the gospel. You share the gospel, and when you share the gospel, you grow as a Christian. But spiritual growth also encompasses something else. Reading and studying our Bible. Not just reading it. Read and study. You know, I always get a kick out of people that will sit there and say, oh, I read my Bible through in a year. Well, that's good. You read it through in a year. What did you learn from it? What did you learn from it? If you didn't learn anything from it, it's no different than reading a newspaper. We're to learn from the Bible. And we're to take what we learn from the Bible and we're to apply it to our life because one of the main jobs as a Christian is to grow spiritually. We grow through evangelism. We grow through sharing the gospel. But we also grow through reading and studying the Bible, taking what we learn from it and applying it into our life. And when we apply it into our life, that helps us as we go out to evangelize. It helps us as we go out and we face 
just the, the daily pilgrimage that we're on, that daily walk. And we're also to pray. Pray. We're to pray. Paul tells us we're to pray without ceasing. That means we're always to have a prayer in our heart and in our mind, just praying constantly. Praying for others, praying for ourselves, praying for our family, praying for the church, praying for the lost, just continually praying. And then we are to worship. Worship. Attend worship services. Grow as a Christian. And we grow. Spiritual growth through evangelism, sharing the gospel, through reading and studying our Bible, through prayer and attending worship service. And we are to continue to grow. That's our work. Our work as a Christian. And we're to continue to work as a Christian until the Lord returns. We see the signs. We can know the season of his return. We are to watch. We are to work until the Lord returns. Let's stand for prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, as we come before, just thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you, Lord, that we can learn from it. Lord, I just pray that you would be with us as we go into this time of invitation. Again, Lord, I just pray that you would just speak to hearts. Lord, I just pray that you would just continue to be with us and overshadow us with your love and watch care. We just ask this in your son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Brother Steve. Number 280, Jesus.